Canine Cast number 42. Sponsored by Home Again. Home Again ID Microchips. Find out more at homeagainpets.com. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And hello, everyone. Once again, this is Walter with your Canine Cast recap. In case you missed the last Canine Cast, Canine Cast number 41. We had some advice for dogs in cold weather as the weather gets cold around here. In fact, last night I think we had record temperatures across the United States in several places. Information about a deadly condition for dogs called bloat. And also we had some new listener pictures. Thanks, Walter. Today we're going to be talking about a new cell phone for dogs and also about schnauzer bumps. Yes, we... Actually, it's so funny because I think that some of our listeners must be reading the same websites that I'm checking into on a daily basis. And because I told Tara about this one particular news story that I said, and this is the second time where she said, oh, yes, we had a listener who wrote in about that as well. So here's the email from the listener. This is from Danielle. He says, hey, guys, just a quick note. Saw this on Slashdot and thought it might be interesting for your comment on your podcast. A company called Pets Mobility has come out with PetCell, the first cell phone for dogs. The phone will allow users to call their dogs in case the dog gets away, and also includes a GPS tracking device if the dog doesn't respond to the call. In addition, the PetCell will feature geofence, which will alert owners whenever their dogs wander outside a prescribed area. Regards, Daniel. And he included a link to the story, which will be in the enhanced podcast and in the show notes. Yeah, this is a pretty neat little gadget that it sounds like they're coming out with. It's not out yet. Um, the the company Pets Mobility says that they expect to start shipping it in um, early 2006. And yeah, it's basically a t- kind of a cell phone that they put on that you can put on a dog's collar, and it goes everywhere with them. And they say that it's been made very rugged and waterproof, so that um, it can apparently take a beating and still keep working. So I think that's a, that's a pretty interesting little thing there. I think the most important aspect of it isn't necessarily the cell phone portion of it as much as the GPS tracking feature to be able to have an alert that your dog has left your yard. I mean, we the only alert we ever got when Kyler jumped the fence was the neighbor calling us. Yes, well, and luckily we had neighbors who, who were there um, most of the day, so they so they would see her if she got out. Um, in a lot of places, you won't necessarily have that. But no, I agree. I agree. Um, I think the, the fact of being able to call your dog is, is very interesting. But um, as a practical application, if your dog is out and it's lost, I don't think that hearing your voice is necessarily going to help it find its way home. However, um, with the GPS tracking, you can actually find it with the help of um, a, a GPS, right? The idea is, is that they're going to actually give you a website that you can go to and you'll be able to see the dog on a map or you'll be able to call them and they'll be able to locate your dog for you. Um, and the interesting question about this is it's going to probably be very expensive to start up and I imagine there'll be a monthly service and things like that. So this is s- something on the high end for for dog owners with their dogs. Yeah, well, so far as price, it says that it will sell for um, $350 to $400, according to the company, but they don't have um, information up yet about uh, monthly service. So I don't, So I don't know exactly how that would play out. And of course... You can do this right now with a Nextel phone. They have these services for Nextel phones. If you just want to kind of strap one to your dog, 
then then you can do it. Or you know, you could just be like us and just have a microchip and a and a and an ID tag. Yeah, well, the, well, the microchip and the ID tag are great um, because, well, the ID tag, as Walter mentioned before, um, you know, if the neighbor does find your dog and your phone number's on there, they can call you right away. Um, the microchip is great for if your dog gets, um, if its ID tag is missing for whatever reason, um, then they can take it into a shelter or a veterinarian and have it scanned. Um, this, to me, seems like it would be a kind of third third layer, um, a, a different type of protection for your dog, because this would actually allow you to find out where your dog is so that you could go look for it yourself. Um, now, it does, it does strap onto the collar, so it would have the same drawback that the ID tags do, where if the dog gets out of the collar for whatever reason, then, um, you know, it, it obviously wouldn't work. Or um, even though, you know, they say that it's rugged and sturdy, I imagine that there are still going to be a number of things that could happen, you know, for it to break. So I would definitely recommend, you know, even if people were to, you know, get this, to also get the microchip so that you have um, the permanent ID as well. And I don't think little Tilby would look too good walking around with a cell phone on his neck, poor guy. Well, that's actually something else that they bring up in the article. Um, at the end of the article, they say basically that um, it's three inches long, so it's not going to be um, something that you can put on cats yet because of its size. And so I would tend to think that that would be the same for small dogs at this point. Um, being, being that he is, you know, that small size and any other dogs that are that small size, um, this would probably be, you know, some, this wouldn't be an application for them at this point. Although um, they do seem to indicate that they are planning to spread into that market um, later later on, the um, the gentleman who who owns the company uh, basically says, you know, op- they say optimistically the kitties will have to wait. And uh, with that, so far as the cell phone goes, I think um, you know small dogs as well. So thanks for sending that in, Daniel, and thanks also Walter for you know for letting me know about that. It's kind of a cool thing. Look for it in a in. 2006. And uh, anybody, you know, if you get more news on it, then let us know and we'll kind of cover it as it comes out as well. So uh, next, I wanted to talk a little bit about schnauzer bumps. And um, this this actually came from a listener's email that they sent in asking about it. Now, are schnauzer bumps, that sounds like it's something that's specific to schnauzers. Is this true? Um, they, yeah, they, they say basically that it's, um, it mo- it mostly appears, well, I've, I've read different things, um, ranging from mostly to exclusively appears in, um, miniature schnauzers, but uh, I'll go ahead and, and read the email. And this is from Chorus. He had actually sent in, um, a, an adorable picture of Roxy last week. And, um, so, Roxy being his schnauzer. Yes. Yes. Roxy being his schnauzer. Um, and so, um, he says, you know, here's my question. I have a five-month-old miniature schnauzer named Roxy. Um, my fiancé and I got her from a reputable breeder. We recently had her groomed for the first time and discovered she has what's called schnauzer bumps. The groomer assured me it's pretty common in many schnauzers, and I also have read about the skin problem in a book about schnauzers. But how do they appear and why? How do I get rid of them? Should I be overly concerned about these bumps? There's one on her head and a few on her bottom. One person suggested I try feeding her cottage cheese, and another said I should change my shampoo to head and shoulders. I currently use a puppy shampoo, and she's eating a puppy dog food by Purina. Do you have any suggestions? Well, Chorus, um, from everything that I've seen on schnauzer bumps, um, so far as how do they appear and why, 
I haven't I haven't seen any any specific you know this is this is the definite cause of them. Um, mostly, what I've seen is that it's a hereditary condition. Um, with you know with schnauzers, some are just predisposed to it, and that um, basically what you can do in order to help them is to try to keep your dog as clean as possible and on um, a, a very high quality diet. Um, so that so basically, I mean not. You know, when when I say as clean as possible, they they recommend that you actually bathe your dog much more often than um you would than people would normally um want you know want to bathe their dog. So so it it seems that um maybe it may be an allergy thing. Um, the schnauzer bumps for for anybody who's not familiar with them, they're just um there's the there's these bumps that are kind of like um it, it's almost kind of like acne. They can be blackheads or pus filled bumps. And it's actually uh, called Schnauzer, Schnauzer um, Comedo syndrome or Comedone syndrome. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But um, in any case, some suggestions for some suggestions for treating it. Um, first of all, this isn't something that you that you really get rid of or cure. Um, this is something that will be in that will come up in times over the dog's life. However, you can manage it to the point where it's almost as if the dog is cured because the dog doesn't get these very often. Um, but you will want to treat them. I mean, the, the, worst, the worst thing that will happen um, without treatment is that the dog may lose hair in patches around where these bumps are, and they'll also develop a strong odor. So none of that's pleasant for you or the dog, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not life-threatening in any way either. So that's the good news. Um, however, in order to treat it, because, you know, of course, you're not going to want your dog to have hair loss or, or smell weird. Um, now, first of all, with, with anything, I always recommend that you see your vet first. Um, I'm not a vet, so I'm just giving you some suggestions to try. But see your vet because there are things that they can do and lead you towards to help with this. But um, as, I, as I mentioned before, the, the most important things are that you keep your dog very clean, um, and that you feed it a high quality food. So, um, first of all, on the on the clean note, you're going to want to bathe your dog at least weekly. Now, for most dogs, you don't want to bathe them that often, and and here's why: because if you do, then that can tend to decrease the effect of any topical treatments you give them for, say, um, flea and tick prevention or heartworm prevention or anything like that. Um, most of the time, they don't recommend that you bathe your dog that often. However, for a dog with this particular condition, um, bathing them at least weekly can help with the condition. What you want to bathe them in, I've seen a few different suggestions. Um, one, as you mentioned, was um, you, know, you said head and shoulders, and one of the suggestions is uh, dandruff shampoos. That uh, tends to be helpful. Another thing that's helpful is um, benzoyl peroxide shampoos or gels. That's um, similar to what's in acne treatment items once or twice a week. Now, um, I know that those can dry out human skin, so if you do use that on your dog, watch that your dog's skin doesn't get too dry. Um, you can also apply astringents uh, like witch hazel. So a lot of this is, the, is you know, kind of the same treatment you would do on a person that had acne. But also, you can apply vitamin E. Now, if you're using, say, the benzoyl peroxide shampoos, the astringents, or even the dandruff shampoos, and your dog's skin starts to get kind of dry, the vitamin E should definitely help with that. 
to kind of balance it out. And the vitamin E is supposed to help with this syndrome as well. Um, in addition, in the areas where your dog is having these bumps, um, you mentioned that Roxy's are on her head and on her bottom. Um, these commonly show up basically anywhere along the spine. Um, keep the hair in those areas clipped pretty short. Um, and that will help that will help as well with keeping the area more clean. Um, and I saw she had a little sweater in her picture. So um, I would say, you know, as it's as it's a little cooler out now, go ahead and, you know, clip her hair short, but, you know, make sure to keep her kind of bundled and closed so that she stays warm. Because a lot of the dogs that have hair that, that you clip um, will get kind of, you know, extra cold in the wintertime if their hair is shorter. So those are all things to try so far as uh, keeping her extra clean. Now, um, I also mentioned feeding a high-quality food. And canine cast number 30, I went over some ways to determine um, basically what the quality of your food is um, and how to pick the best food for your dog. Now, what the best food is for your dog will, you know, will be different for each dog. So I can't really give you like a you know, wonderful food to, to go with. You're going to have to try to figure that out on your own. However, um, these, these could possibly be allergy related. So you may want to try um, a food formulated for dogs with allergies. Um, that may be something that helps. And another thing that I've read is to try to avoid foods containing corn. So you may want to look at what she's eating now and see if it does contain corn because that's um, another item that is thought to possibly cause this or um, wor worsen it. So try, so try that and see you know, if that helps. And another interesting thing is that sunshine may help. A lot of people report um, seeing the problem lessen during the summer months. So if you can get her out there on a sunny day, um, then, you know, see if that helps. You know, very, worst scenario there, she runs out, you know, and plays and has fun and it stays. But, you know, best scenario, she gets to have fun and it gets better, which um, would be wonderful. So, but I do want to say with this, with this particular thing, anything that you try, um, you know, go, go ahead and, and try different things. You may even want to try you know, different things one at a time so that you know exactly what's helping and what's not. Um, unless she gets rapidly worse, um, and if she does get rapidly worse, then go back, to, you know, stop what you're doing and go back to what you were doing before. Um, try it for at least a month or so because it'll take time, even if it is working, it'll take time for you to actually see it and to see this start to clear up at all. So, um, so make sure to give it some time to clear up noticeably. Now, I'd also mentioned before checking with your vet. So, and I, you know, I recommend doing that before you start, you know, any treatment on your own. Your vet may prescribe antibiotics or um, retinoids. Um, in some cases, they'll, they'll recommend Accutane, even again, another um, acne treatment for humans. But, um, but that, that, that can be kind of, you know, expensive. And then I know for humans, you have to make sure that it doesn't cause any liver problems or anything like that. So you would probably have to, you know, get your dog tested for that as well. But, um, but talk to your vet and they'll have, they'll have some different recommendations for you. Um, start there and, you know, and just work on it because from everything I've seen, you know, like I said, it, it you can't really cure it. However, um, it's normal under normal circumstances, not too, too difficult to manage, um, you know, keeping the dog clean, good quality diet, and then anything your vet says will probably um, get her on track. And, you know, she may get to the point where, you know, you're doing such a good job taking care of them and managing them that you just don't see them anymore. 
So thanks, Chorus, for sending that in. And I really hope that some of these suggestions help out um, and, that Ro and that Roxy's bumps get under control real soon. Now, we also have some new listener pictures. So I'm going to hand it on over to Walter so he can tell you about those. Thanks, Tara. Uh, we got an email from Daryl who sent in a picture of his dog, Kuma. And I can't tell... But it looks like in the picture, Kuma has some snow on her face. Isn't that sweet? And Shana wrote in and sent us another picture of Pepper from Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is a cute one, too. You can see uh, Pepper in her little sweater. So thanks so much for sending those in. I like, I like the, uh, what, yeah, it does look like snow is on Kuma's face there. I just don't see any snow anywhere else in the picture. So well, I'm just kind of like, hmm. Then again, I should know better up here. There's plenty of snow to be found and not necessarily snow on the ground. Yeah, that's That rhymes. To be found, but not on the, well, it's on the ground in some places, just not others if we were to take. Right. I could, I could definitely see the dogs getting into a little patch of snow, getting snow all over them, and then quickly going to a place where if we took a picture, you didn't see it. In any case, though, they're both cute pictures. So thanks for sending them in. So we love getting pictures of the listeners' dogs. And we were actually just looking through the listener picture gallery um, and oh my gosh, it, I, I feel like every time I go through there, I see these pictures that I've seen, I don't know how many times before, like dozens for many of them, but, uh, but even so they're just, oh, they're so cute. And some of them are just beautiful. And I mean, it's just, it's just so wonderful to see them. So thank you everybody for sending in your pictures. Yeah. We almost have a hundred pictures in there now. Oh, wow. That is a lot. So, and actually some listeners have written in to ask about how they can get their pictures in the gallery, um, all you need to do is just send them in to us and we'll upload them for you and we'll also introduce your dog on the canine cast. So, um, so if you do have any pictures that you'd like to share with, um, with us and with the other listeners, you know, please send them in. We absolutely love getting the pictures and then getting to see them you know, weeks and months later in the gallery as just, well. You can just send it to caninecast at gmail.com. Exactly. And, um, and all of our contact information will be available for you at the end of the show. And on that note, along with the pictures, we love getting emails from our listeners, just, you know, with comments and feedback about the show, with stories about their dogs, and also with any questions that come up. So please, you know, keep sending those in. We love hearing from you guys. And thank you all so much for all of your support for the show. So please stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. A dog's got to do what a dog's got to do. Hey, I should know. I'm a dog. Wolf. And what I got to do is chase squirrels. Especially the one digging holes in my yard. Someday soon I'll get free and chase that lawn wrecker right out of town. You don't think your dog will run away. Your dog might think differently. One in three pets will get lost. Without ID, 90% won't return home. That's why vets recommend the Home Again Microchip, a safe, permanent ID that can bring your pet home. Talk to your vet about Home Again and visit homeagainpets.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Home Again, and especially thanks to all of our listeners who join us this time and every time. We really, really appreciate all of you and love putting on this show for you. Now, if you haven't already, please remember to spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about CanineCast, please send an email to caninecast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at 206-338-DOGS. And you can leave a comment on our website at caninecast.com.